17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We continue with our wrap of the top business stories and the latest uh, developments, I guess, in the world of money and power. And uh, we did pick up that uh, story early on of uh, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority slapping Viceroy Research with a 50 million rand fine over the Capitec report. And uh, yeah, suggesting that it made false, misleading and deceptive statements about Capitec. And it was a report titled Capitec, a wolf in sheep's clothing, uh, published in January. 30, 2018. And uh, to tell us a bit more about, I guess, the circumstances that have led uh, to this particular fine is the Commissioner at the FSCA, Unati Kamlana. Tatiana, good evening. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much for coming through to join us uh, this evening. Changisa, let's maybe start off here. Um, I mean, I'm quite interested, I guess, uh, in the circumstances uh, that surrounded this particular report. And I recall at the time that uh, Viceroy Research was probably seen in a very favorable light. A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of credibility around them because of uh, how they had, I guess, in their investigations on Steinhoff, uncovered a lot of what continues to be, I guess, uh, issues uh, around that particular entity and its spectacular collapse. Uh, And then they came out with a report on Capitec. Uh, And, uh, I mean, I recall at the time Capitec was, you know, quite... Uh, uh, angered and quite baffled by this particular report. Um, talk to us about at what role you intervened in, uh, I guess, this particular matter, uh, and more importantly, uh, I guess, some of what you uncovered in your investigations into this particular report. Capitec, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. As, the, as the FSCA. And that's, that's when we started the conversations um, uh, with Viceroy Research, with um, uh, Capitec, and other uh, interested parties. Uh, to determine the veracity of the statements that were made and the assumptions that were taken. And our findings was that the statements were uh, were false and misleading, and even when the facts were put to Viceroy, um, as we have the opportunity to in terms of uh, the Financial Market Act, they refused to uh, to take those into account and, and to publish uh, corrections and uh, uh, admissions of, of their errors. Mm. And, and of course, part of, of what we uncovered was that there was a particular business model of theirs, uh, which included that they had a profit-sharing agreement with one of their clients, mm. who had taken a short position on Capitec shares, and therefore they were financially incentivized to let the, the share fall as far as possible uh, for them to, mm. to, to make money. So I think all of those things contributed to the kind of uh, approach that they took to, to, to this investigation and to their research. I was saying earlier on to uh, one of our earlier guests, Mark, where that, uh, you know, this is a typical example of um, the materiality of information in, like capital markets. Uh, you know, if somebody puts out a certain position, it has the potential to sway asset values in different types of directions. Um, but what do you say to people who are interpreting this maybe as a signal that says, you know, uh, if you're a contrarian investor, you have to now be a bit more reluctant about what it is that you share. Um, and even, I guess, for analysts who put out a position, it might not necessarily be a short position. It might be a position that says go out and buy a specific stock uh, who might uh, be going against against the tide maybe of the market at a particular phase. Um, how would you respond to that? I mean, I think that the correct way to... Now, we understand this is not the only investigation you've had uh, into into Viceroy Research. Maybe just, uh, you know, uh, give us a brief sense of the other investigations and uh, what outcomes those have arrived at. 50 million rand. Um, 
what process do you undertake to to get to that uh, as the sanction? Uh, I mean, I think many of our listeners would be interested in sort of when 50 million might sound like a lot to me, Ayabonga, but I guess in relation to what has been lost or what has sort of been vulnerable to loss here might be inconsequential. Yes, so I mean, the, 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 the couple of uh, where the, the, the fine was determined to be higher, but when it was challenged, the tribunal, mm. uh, it, was, it was required to be, to be reduced. So all of that kind of experience and factors taken uh, together uh, on the balance, uh, we decided on, uh, on 150 million rand. It's not an exact science, but uh, we can explain uh, the, the factors that one has to take into account. Okay. Changiza? Thank you very much uh, for taking time out uh, to speak to us this evening and, uh, yeah, I guess uh, letting us into your thinking as the FSCA around this particular matter and uh, certainly does send a signal to many of those who negligently, uh, I guess, yeah, put out uh, views uh, as research. Uh, and I think in this case, uh, certainly one that had a massive bearing on the asset prices. Thank you very much. Unati Kamlana is the commissioner at the FSCA. Seven minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. It's our segment taking a look at the latest headlines. And one of those today is the announcement that local government elections are happening on 1 November 2021. And in a press briefing early on today.